All right, let's do this. How are you, what the fuckers? What the fuck, buddies? What the fuck, Nicks? What's happening? What's going on? How are we doing? Big week here for uh, actors and Oscar-nominated talent. Yeah, it's a big week here. We're doing three episodes this week. Today, I'm going to talk to Mark Ruffalo, who's great. He's great in that role, man. I don't know if you saw Poor Things, but he's astounding. It is one of the most brilliant comic roles I've ever seen in my life. And I like the guy. He's a great actor. Always good. Always has his own time zone. Always has his own groove, his own pace, and has pretty big range, you know, from the sweetest, saddest to the Hulk, who I think arguably is sweet and sad as well. Maybe sweet and sad is his, uh, is his uh, groove. But uh, it was kind of amazing to talk to him today. Uh, he was obviously in the poor things. He's been in Zodiac, Spotlight, Foxcatcher. You can count on me. And he's the Hulk. He's the good Hulk. He's the best Hulk. But that doesn't, uh, on, on Wednesday, we're doing a special show. Well, it's not special. It's just an additional show with America Ferrara. On Thursday, I talked to uh, Rodrigo Prieto. That's the uh, cinematographer for uh, Killers of the Flower Moon and Barbie and many more. First time I've had a cinematographer on, I believe. Thorough cinematography conversation. Amazing conversation. Big week. Today, Ruffalo. Wednesday, Ferrara. And, uh, and Thursday, Prieto, whose name I've mispronounced in many different places. But man, what a great talk that was. But this is today. This is where we're at today. Today, Monday. This is what's happening. I'm sweating in my garage. I've been at it for a while. I, I recorded this yesterday. I did the guitar. I did an Instagram live forever, which kind of loosens up my brain. I haven't really been doing them for over a month, but uh, gets me in the zone of talking. I had some revelations. Had some revelations in conversation with the uh, three or 400 people that were hanging out until I played guitar and that turned to 150 people. I don't know how many people have looked at it. Now, it doesn't really matter. Uh, sometimes I use it to engage the brain. Engage it in talking. And I don't know what's been going on with you. But, you know, I have this broken foot. And I think it's getting better. I'm trying very hard not to fuck it up more. I'm wearing the boot. I got two boots. I told you that. Switching them out. So they don't get stinky. Not I'm, I'm not on any medicine because I'm not feeling any pain. I have been uh, pumping the calcium because I thought, why not? Why not hit the calcium a little harder? And I don't, I don't do much research on the supplements. I'm just always thought like, you know, calcium bones, right? So have the calcium. And I get this calcium magnesium. It's 1,000 mgs, milligrams, I guess that would be, a day. And I swear to God. I don't know if it's healing my bone any quicker, and I don't know if this is even something calcium is supposed to do, but it's changed my entire digestive system. Is that possible? Am I making that up? I mean, yes, I'm vegan, and I never was really a big dairy person. It, I always felt like dairy, it, to me, dairy is like sludge, whether it's in the form of cheese, Greek yogurt, milk, cream, ice cream, which I like. I mean, there's obviously some dairy things I like, but I've always just pictured it as like, I picture cheese to be the exact same consistency in your arteries. That's just the way I pictured it. But I do know that for some reason, taking the calcium has shifted something and I like it. 
Now, I'm sure I'll get some feedback. Uh, I'm sure I'll get the, a lot of uh, plus and minus feedback. Be careful with the calcium. It can grow another head. Be careful with the calcium. You, you're, 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 all your joints will seize up. Be careful with the calcium. That's worse than cheese in your heart. I don't know. I don't know. You, you know, when you do research on this stuff, it, there's two sides to it all the time. But I do know physically something has shifted. And I'd like some feedback on that. Am I making that up? Am I being crazy? And also the doc said that I'm healing quicker than usual, but I'm still worried that I'm going to, like I was doing something the other night, you know, the thing you do at night and my, you know, it's a little more difficult when you, you have a broken foot and it's in a boot to do the, the thing at night, you know, with your friend. And, you know, I, I felt like something tweak and I'm like, fuck, man, if I rebroke this foot, fucking I'm going to be a little upset, a little upset. And then I'll have to look at it in relation to like, was that fucking worth the broken foot? Was that fucking worth the surgery? Right? I don't know. Too crass? TMI? It just happened. I cramped up. So arguably, <laughs> if, I, if I do need surgery, the fucking was not the, worth the fucking I was going to get with the surgery. Right? Anyway, listen to me. Listen to me. I have tour dates. Let's start here in Los Angeles. I added some more uh, L.A. dates. I'm back at Largo on Wednesday, February 28th, and the Elysian on Thursday, February 29th. Portland, Maine. I'm at the State Theater on Thursday, March 7th. Hopefully, I'll be out of the boot. Medford, Massachusetts at the Chevalier Theater on Friday, March 8th. Providence, Rhode Island at the Strand Theater on Saturday, March 9th. Terrytown, New York at the Terrytown Music Hall on Sunday, March 10th. Those shows are, are nearing sellout except for Providence. So... You know, it's good. There's a good uh, number of tickets sold for top Providence, but so it's, it's a much bigger place than I played last time. Just I'm just hipping you to that Providence, Atlanta, Georgia. I'm at the Buckhead Theater on Friday, March 22nd. That's close to sold out. Boise, Idaho, just added. I'm at the Egyptian Theater on Saturday, March 23rd, as part of Comedy Fort at the Tree Fort Music Fest. Madison, Wisconsin, at the Barrymore Theater on Wednesday, April 3rd. Milwaukee, Wisconsin, at the Turner Hall Ballroom on Thursday, April 4th. Chicago at the Vic Theater on Friday, April 5th. Minneapolis at the Pantages Theater on Saturday, April 6th. Austin, Texas at the Paramount Theater on Thursday, April 18th as part of the Moon Tower Comedy Festival. You can go to WTFpod.com slash tour for more tickets for the dates coming up later in the year. I can't read all of them. It'd take up the entire show. But uh, why don't you do that if you want to come see me? As always, in my mind, this could be the last tour. Um, and in the sense that I'm thinking about things. I'm thinking about my place in the world. You know, and I'm, I'm right on the edge of, uh, you know, I've got no reason to be anything but grateful for the way my life has gone so far. It's not that it came easy. It's not that, you know, I didn't work my ass off and continue to work my ass off. It's not that I'm not satisfied uh, in, in a lot of ways with my life. But, you know, you get a little older, you get to, I mean, maybe this is 60. I don't know. But you get to this point where you're teetering on that fine line between sort of reflection, realization, um, uh, perception of who you are uh, at this point in my life and just a, a hint of self-pity, which is very unattractive. So I, I'm not going to say I'm feeling sorry for myself. I'm not going to say I'm being nostalgic, but I am sort of trying to be honest and reflective with myself. And uh, I think it's happening. And it's not great. Not a great uh, feeling. 
like there, there's something going on with me where like, okay, for instance, I was going to buy an apartment in New York. Now, when I was coming up as a comic and as somebody who was spending time in both cities, it was really a mark of some sort of success or, or tremendous life if you had a place in both Los Angeles and New York. So recently in thinking about where I want to spend my last years, which is not an impractical way to think at 60, what do I want to do with the rest of it? I've worked hard my entire fucking life despite what anyone thinks of this particular job or the job in show business. But I am, I have a type of exhaustion in my bones. It's real and it's earned and it's not unusual, but you know, I don't do vacations much. If you can sit in here and, and think about it with me, if you've been with me for a long time, how many times have I really taken a vacation? Definitely not once a year and definitely not for very long. And, and a lot of them were quite stressful for, for one reason or another. It's just not my bag, the vacation. Just keep chipping away. So now I've chipped away since I was 21, 22 years old, maybe a little younger in a very real way with uh, if it wasn't hands-on work, there was enough stress and um, activity and creative juice spent that is all part of the job. And it has all, you know, dug you know, soaked deep into my bones, the, the, the type of, of, of exhaustion that happens naturally along with age. So when I was looking at the apartment in New York, I, I was really like gung ho and, you know, thank God the place just didn't work out for a couple of different reasons. There was no limit on the amount of time it would take to renovate the place that I was thinking about getting. It could have been up to two years, really, practically speaking, before I could even move into it. And then I'm thinking like, well, I'm going to be 62, 63 years old. And my fantasy was, I'll be in New York. It'll be amazing. There'll be people all around. I'll be able to eat like easily and just walk across the street. I'll hang out with friends. I'll go to shows. I'll go see jazz. I'll go to museums. And then there was that moment where like, I lived there for years and I didn't do any of those things. And who am I really? How many friends do I really have? When you are a solo guy-ish, um, you know, it's like everyone's got a life. Everyone's got their own life. You, you can't just sort of uh, parachute in to a world and be like, what are you doing, man? Let's take a walk. What's going on? Let's go hang out at the coffee shop for three hours. I still can live that life to a degree. I don't do it because I have a house. But, but then I started to think like, dude, you know, if you were 40, 35, you know, this would be something. I don't even like doing comedy in New York City that much anymore. So, you know, what am I really doing? And then I realized that, well, that's, that's fantasy, Mark. And that fantasy has been in place in a long, uh, for a long time. And I think we all have these fantasy versions of ourselves that we see moving through a world that we're creating or an idea that we have about our future uh, that, that is relieving and, and exciting and you can see it unfold and there are moments. And I've sort of dealt with this in material before about moving to the country or whatever, you know, tell me, you know, what do I do on the third day? But, you know, your vibe and your groove and your frequency changes as you get older. And I just started to realize, like, you know, the possibility for extraordinary type of aggravated loneliness and reflection in New York City would have been profound in that the version of me that was living there in my mind was not who I am now. And it was, it was kind of a weird realization to have. And I'm having it about a lot of things. You know, I'm having this sort of what they term in the recovery racket as like some sort of convulsion of right-sizedness in relation to my comedy career, in relation to uh, you know, what I've given to the world in relation to my peers and all that stuff. And like getting right-sized around all that stuff is, in, in terms of kind of contracting the ego a bit 
to figure out what is fantasy. And then there's delusions. There are these things that you sort of hang on to that you think, you know, from early on in your life, like, you know, well, I'm still working towards this. This can still happen. You know, whatever it is, after a certain point, you're like, dude, that's a, that's a little delusional. I mean, not that that delusion didn't help you get to where you were going and where you ended up, but, you, you know, to think about it specifically, it's a little delusional to think that, you know, somehow or another, I'm going to change the way I do comedy so it has broader appeal, which sort of is part of my brain and is delusional because I've, I've done the best I can to have broader appeal without trying. But, but I insist in my mind that my comedy is so broad. But see, that's delusional. I do a specific thing that is, is rarefied in a way. And uh, it's uniquely mine. And I was thinking about my last two specials and I'm like, that's the best I can do, man. You know, even the one before that, even um, more later. I mean, this, this, is a, uh, this is a top of my game. You know, all of the artists that I've respected in my life outside of massive music acts have been sort of uh, specific types. And you find your world and you work in that world and you express yourself as freely as possible and in the way you want. And that's what you do. You can't really change that. I'm talking to myself right now. So don't be a delusional fuck, you fuck. Let it go. Contract the ego. See where you are. You've done an amazing thing with the podcast, with your comedy, with all this stuff. Just be grateful that you landed on your feet and that you're still contributing creatively to the world in conversation, both as a stand-up and as a podcaster, as an actor. And I'm like, all right, well, thanks, Mark. Thanks. Thanks for saying that. But it is still, you know, I, I am, you know, I do see myself in, I'm, I'm slightly, I, I don't know if you guys picked up on this. I'm, I'm a little self-centered. <laughs> and I think that a lot of what's going on in my mind with everything in the world has something to do with me somehow, but it doesn't. And you got to really fucking know that. So now, like, I've kind of shifted. I'm, I'm sort of, like, excising the delusions and the fantasies to be more practical about entering this phase of my life. And, you know, we'll see. We'll see. I'm okay. But, but and I'm not feeling sorry for myself again. I'm very grateful for everything that's happened for all you people. But, you know, there's just that part of you that's sort of living in another world. And sometimes that world is exactly the one you want to live in. And sometimes it's almost that. And that's where you run into trouble. Right. It's the uh, I'm almost no, dude, you're there. Right. It's like, you know, when you say things like, I just got to figure this out, figure what out. It's happening now. This is it, man. This is it. You're looking down the barrel at the last few. And, you know, what are you going to do with that? You know, yeah, don't pull the trigger. Try to find it. Is there a way to enjoy myself? Not according to my brain. Not according to my brain. Anytime I have a few moments of relaxed self-contentment and, 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 and uh, uh, peace, my brain just sort of like, well, what about this, you idiot? Why'd you do that? How's that? You know, what's wrong with you? So my imagination, untethered, as I've said before, is not working in my favor. Maybe I can shift that. Anyways, stay in the present. Is that the point? Can you dig it? So look, Mark Ruffalo is here, and I didn't know what to expect, but we had a great time. He got he bounded up to my front door, and he's like, you're a wild man. And I'm like, what does that even mean? You know, and he was just all juiced up, and he was excited, and that made me excited. Uh, 
again, uh, he's in the movie Poor Things, as you know. He's he's uh, nominated for Best Supporting Actor at the Academy Awards for that movie. And that's playing in theaters. And that's a wild movie. But this is a, this is a great time. Uh, here, here is me talking to Mark Ruffalo. I have a little tiny office and it's just literally just there's nowhere to set anything yeah yeah but it feels nice right oh my god it's my stuff where is it it's in new york in the city yeah so you go in and it's all of it yeah from from your whole life it's little pieces yeah yeah whole life have have you had that moment where you're like uh where you're like what what am i gonna do with this yeah like i can't (laughs) well it's like you should i sort of pick something up and you're like yeah should i yeah, you know, maybe I need to clean up a little bit. And then you're like, I can't, I can't throw that away. I know, like that has, but that's why kids like, uh, you know, yeah. second grade, sure, <laughs> yeah, art project yeah, right. Whatever. Well, there, well, that's the thing is, like, I, I think, what I mean, I'm, I'm a little older than you, but uh, you get this moment where you're like, does this mean anything anymore? You know, where like, there's just stuff I have where, yeah, it's a memory, but I don't know, it's not loaded anymore. No. <laughs> I know, <laughs> Which are, but those cars, those are like yearly. It's like one thing a year. I know, but I never get rid of it. There's an attic in this structure with stuff up there. I think I still have boxes of tax papers from 1995. Remember when we used to save that? You probably have your Thomas Guide in there, too. There's a Thomas Guide up there, sure. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of different recording devices. You, oh, the, the mini disc? Sure, mini disc. That was late. I yeah. mean, I've, I've probably got those Walkman, you know, those handheld cassette players. I have those, too. I got a box of cassettes. Of me, I still of do. my sets, yeah. That's amazing. Of of, of music, or of music, just yeah. of music. And I, I I have an old boombox, and I and when you I'm in, in my there? little studio, I yeah. I listen to that. I love that. I love the hiss. It's like I, time travel. I, yeah, yeah. I love. Uh, it's comforting to yeah. me now, man. Digital's like has an intensity to it. Too like, clean. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. very. It just doesn't have that kind of warmth. soft warmth. Yeah. To it. yeah. Do you have? Re- are you a record guy now? Um, a bit, yeah. yeah. But I, it's it's yeah. I've got like two thousand in there. You do in my house. You know, you start, and you know, I've got that you personality. You can't get rid of those, man. No, and you can't. Well, the thing that was brought to my attention, that I didn't realize. It's like the reason why records were bad is when you had to move. I mean, that's a whole truck of a records. A whole truck, and they and weigh hundreds, not, yeah, hundreds of pounds. Say, man, one crate is like oh, it's crazy, buddy. I know you didn't move yourself. No, I, I don't know what I'm going to do with all that shit because I'm going to move eventually. Wait, Again, you're going to have to get a bigger place. No. <laughs> No, I gotta get smaller. You got you can't take it with you, Mark. No, you can't. That's why you have it here. Mm-hmm. So you came up. You said as a wild man. Why do you think that? I just heard your. I hear your podcast, <laughs> and I just love you know. You, you yeah. don't you get don't, in it. You don't fuck around. You know, you're like right in the soup. I know, hard well, I, in the paint. Well, I look. I'll be honest with you. Um, I was in a hotel room the other night doing a show. I don't know, San Diego somewhere, and that movie with Jennifer Gardner came on. The the th- what is it thirteen or what, the one uh, you were thirteen in? going on 30. yeah and uh, you know I I because I knew I was going to interview I'm like oh my god he's been doing this a long time a long a long, long time. time and she was with you at your star thing because yeah. I saw a picture yeah man so you guys are she still gave friends me my st- yeah yeah that hardly ever happens hardly ever I know but she's, she's like the, so nice she's right the best really yeah I've you know I've been really lucky I I I've had some really quality people come through my life yeah. and, and, and and hang out, you know, yeah. like oh, yeah. not, not, not hit and run too much. But there's know? a lot of hit and run. Like I always assume that actors like after, and I've done some acting and I know it's not true that, you know, after the show's done, it's like, all right, 
<laughs> maybe we'll see each other again in a decade at a, an award ceremony at, if you're lucky. Yeah, yeah. You're, <laughs> or, or you're at really home lucky. watching it on TV, going yeah. "fuck <laughs> that fucker," <laughs> <laughs> not again. Yeah, how many does he need? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> spread yeah. it around. Yeah, but oh, but I was gonna say is though. Uh, this year, though, I mean, and I'm, you, you know, I'm not flattering you. I think, I think this is, it's your year, buddy. <laughs> do you, Sound effect. You got to, do you, you got to think about that, right? Yeah, I mean, it's hard not to. You're just a well, person. Yeah, yeah. You and you sort know, of, you don't get a lot of chances. I mean, you know, I know. I mean, I'm lucky I got the chances. Yeah, I have. you have. You've, well, you've got some good nominations, but this one, you know, I watched that movie and I saw it in the theater. And that character is so good. Oh, man. It's so good, a, dude. What a character. I mean, because Thank it's hilarious, you. but pathetic. And <laughs> the charm is so, like, paper thin. It's How did you, like, how do you put that together? Oh, man. Did you, uh, like, did you work with Yorgos? I've talked to him. He's an interesting guy. He did he have ideas? Or did, is he, he, he just he one of those guys? He doesn't like to, to, we never talked about the character. Never. Never. We you ne just read it and you're like, I know this guy. I, well, it took me a while, you know, and I, it's, you know, to be totally honest with you, I, I, uh, I, I rely a lot on my dreams to kind of like. Come on, really? Yeah. Yeah. To kind of like give me ideas. So you, you remember them long enough? You write them down? Yeah, write them down. So what, <laughs> what was the, uh, what was the, the, what was delivered to you? Uh, it was, there was uh, this very kind of macho, um, his name was Ricardo Mountain. Yeah. In and, your dream? Yeah. He had a name? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he was, he was this very yeah. suave, I mean, Ricardo Mountain yeah, says, of course. says it yeah, all, you sure. know? And, um, you know, he was, uh... <laughs> He was just this very suave. He was a, like a porn. Uh, yeah. He was. He was like a porn director. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Of course, with that name. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and and so you know these things just they they you, you kind of get another um, input that that's outside of your consciousness. Yeah. Mind, yeah. Yeah. You know? Right. Yeah. And and you roll. You just. Rolled with it. Yeah, I'm like, and then it's daydreaming. It's it's a it's a script. You know that script. I mean, you know, it's crazy. Uh, you know, at the risk of sounding um, immodest, you've yeah. just been thrice fucked by the very best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, who says that? That's a certain kind of person. Yeah, you yeah. Know? <laughs> <laughs> who can say that? <laughs> I mean, we might have thought it. Yeah, yeah. But who's been able to do it three times? Yeah, <laughs> back exactly. Back, and then believe it, believe in himself in that way. Yeah, but yeah. that was the beautiful thing about it. There's this like fundamental weird insecurity about it that just kind of the most insecure person in the world <laughs> he just he's like all these guys yeah, walking around yeah, you know yeah yeah they, they they, just, they're all puffed up man yep. a little print pin and they're yeah yeah you know they they just deflate and there were so many deflations in that movie <laughs> so many <laughs> over and over again i know like the dance scene jesus christ oh my god man when now as, like as an actor guy who's you know you've done enough stage and stuff i mean that must have been just uh, spectacular uh, how many like to to find the comedy in that that sort of panic of embarrassment and then having to match her and try to dominate her and then try to catch up to her and at the end says you and i are both freedom creatures of freedom <laughs> yeah yeah and yeah. he's just totally <laughs> panicked totally freaked out yeah totally over his head but you knew like i know it's a it's a, a weird question about that but you mm. knew it was i mean that that character is a comedic character yeah. Right. Yeah. But you don't like, and I, I ask this all the time, and because I, I don't know, really, I have a hard time just getting out of myself. But you know, 
at some point you're playing comedic beats, right? You know that this has to be funny. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You're not playing totally straight. No, no, no. you can't. But I, you know, my 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 like north star of acting is one foot on a banana peel and the other in the grave. Oh, really? Yeah. We, I think that's when it's just just humming. Yeah. You know? I think that's when it's just so. But you've exciting. done some pretty serious shit. Yeah. There's I don't no, get, there's I no don't banana get much peel. Banana peel. <laughs> Maybe, maybe just a little banana peel. I don't get peel. enough banana peel. I try to find banana peel wh- wherever it's possible, you know. But do you, like, I mean, because I, like, there's not a ton of comedies. You never did any real broad comedies, did you? No, not really. Yeah. Um, but there's been things along the way that I that have been, you know, rel- like thir- um, 13 going on 30. Yeah, that's that. cute. Yeah, it's cute. Yeah, yeah. But, um there's infinitely polar bear where I'm playing a bipolar character who's oh, raising his two, you know, mixed race daughters uh, in the '70s by himself. Oh my God! What, what's that movie? I got to see that. In, movie. Infinitely polar bear. And when did you do that? It's one of my favorite things. How, that was um, God, that was maybe long time six ago. Six years ago. Now. Who directed it? Um, Maya Forbes. Yeah. It was uh, it was Wally Wallodarsky and Maya Forbes wrote it. Uh, they're comedy writers, yeah. uh, but it was her life story, and it it, it is hilarious and funny and yeah, yeah. moving yeah. and uh, sad well, at places. Well, bipolar's, you know, it's funny half the time. Good times, if, half the if time. If you're lucky. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's just like fleeting weeks yeah, of excitement. I know all about it. You do? <laughs> yeah. From doing that movie or from uh, your life? Just from my life, yeah. You got the bipolar in your life? I have some, t- yeah, bipolar and bipolar too. In the family? Mm-hmm. Oh, and you dodged it? Not exactly. <laughs> I, I've got the watered down version. version. Yeah, I don't get the ups, just just the uh, lows, you know. I'm I, I'm actually the, the same way. It's it, it, like uh, you know when you live with a, a sort of mild depression long enough, uh, you just nav- you just negotiate with it. What else can you do? You manage it. Yeah, yeah. You're sort of like, well, this isn't real, but it feels bad. It, it, it and, still seems real. <laughs> yeah, but like I used to get these little manias that lasted a, a two days. And I'd be like, is this going to stick? No, you does not get that. It doesn't stick. And then you just drink a lot of coffee and try to get it back. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. I know. It's like a, you just never are on solid ground. Who was bipolar? Oh, man. It doesn't matter. It's a long list. Of <laughs> I don't want to out anybody. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it just yeah. travels through the lineage. Yeah. It's, I think it's, you know, looking back before it was even a thing yeah. really before people even knew what they were talking yeah. about i i see i see the footprints of it uh, going well, back well that's that's the weird thing is you do like cuz you know my old man's got the depression problem but like his mother who i knew briefly my grandmother was just always worried all the time and panicky oh, oh. and set and miserable yeah and i'm like oh, i that's... know all about it man yeah and you're like that was what it was and you're now, you're now, you, you're like, oh, that's right. what that was. Right. You know, it, I just it, thought she was just really cranky all yeah. the time or just yeah. so depressed. I mean, Panic. she would cry at the most happy experiences. She'd burst into <laughs> tears. I'm like, why are you crying? She's like, I'm so happy. <laughs> <laughs> and then you can at least track it. You know? Well, I'm like, well, I know. She was the only one that I knew that was alive. Your grandma? And, yeah, and I, I, it is a family disease, I you know? know. Like it, all those diseases. It, it is, you it know, is. The double diagnosis. Well, yeah, and addiction, all that shit. Dude, it's all I, hand in hand. Like, I, uh, you know, I've been on and off nicotine for years, and I can't, like, 
And now, like, uh, yes, like, uh, I was off. I don't smoke anymore, obviously. You chewed the gum? Well, I chewed the gum. I was on the lozenges. Downey. Yeah, does he? He's a gum guy. Oh, God. All the time. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, he chain chews gum. So when he's, like, you know, uh, when he's not uh, on set, it's just stuck there somewhere, and he puts it in his yeah, pocket. Yeah, and, yeah, he, yeah, yeah. He has a little package, and oh, he puts it back in there, and he yeah, cracks yeah, the and next the, blister pack. I know, what, I know what that's about, man. I, I was uh, I just got introduced to those uh, non-tobacco nicotine pouches. What yeah. is that? Like you put well, it in your a, mouth? You put it in a, it's like a pouch. It's like a little yeah, pouch. Yeah, little, it's like a little yeah, pouch. Yeah, but it's like a dip, but it's no tobacco. Yeah. It's just this white powder. I think it's just shards of glass <laughs> that, that poke into your gum and deliver nicotine. Oh, the little little uh, little needles. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was like. And uh, yesterday, I, I bought six milligrams for the first time, mm -hmm. and I was nervous. <laughs> I mean, six MG. Yeah, six MG, man. I put it in, <laughs> wow. and I was like, start to sweat, and you're like, oh, here it comes. Did and, you feel a little nauseous? Of course. Yeah. But that's part of the uh, that's part of the experience. You oh, just got to ride it out. Yeah, wait for the hum, and, and then and then after that, you're like, oh, I can't okay. wait to get yeah. that again. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna wait a few hours, but <laughs> to, at least I'll have really to look make it. To yeah, it. yeah, to yeah. really make it last. Fucking nightmare. <laughs> I know. But like, you get to a certain age where you're like, you know what? Some of these things aren't gonna change. You can't like. Do you, have you hit that wall where you're like, there's things about myself that aren't great, but are you joking? <laughs> <laughs> I've hit yeah. so many walls. Really. I mean, you know, 56 now. It's, yeah. Everything's changed. You know, it's all falling apart faster than you can put it back together now. I know. I broke it. my foot, and I'm like, is this the beginning? Is it? I, is I, it uh, I know. Right? What's going to break? Do you I'm, sleep through the night? Uh, what do you mean? Do I pee all night? Yeah. I, <laughs> I can't get back to sleep. I, oh, I, I literally, can't. it's like two hours. I, I try to. Like, yeah, I, uh, I, do, the, I do the peeing. Couple yeah. times, oh yeah, two, three, that's fun. two or three times. That's fun. Yeah, I, and but is what it, about airplanes? I mean, how fun is that? In what way? You just have to get up when everyone's uh, like, you can't get up anymore. Yeah, and you're, uh, or when you don't pee in the airport and, and you're yeah, on the plane. That's you're like, exactly Fuck. what I'm saying. What? When you're waiting to take off, and, and you're they're the like, guy, please stay seated. You're the guy that's like, you know, gets up before the seatbelt signs <laughs> up, and they have to warn you. Like, it's still on. I'm like, I, I know, I know. We really don't want you to do it, but we can't I stop. Mean, you're gonna roll the dice. It's not gonna go down while I'm pissing. So, but. But, so you've got a lot of these little things that, that kind of you live with. Yeah, I mean, but you never had the you never I did the booze or anything. No, That's no, good. but I you know I'm the friend of the friend of Bill W. Oh yeah, you know, I'm in the other program. <laughs> <laughs> I've done that. I've done that program. Yeah, yeah, I've been. It's in a good program. It's it's probably the best one. It's the emotional sobriety part. Yeah, you know? yeah where you know you, the detached with love thing. Yeah, ex man, rough. Rough. It's so. It rough. goes against everything. I know. We think about love. I know. And but the detaching with love, they, you know, there's. It's really hard to remove the fuck you out of it. I, I know. It is, man. <laughs> Where, at what point does it flip over to I, fuck uh, off? Yeah. Then, uh, you know, like. But, but then you're back I'm, in the I game. I swear, it's detaching with love. Yeah, yeah. I swear, HP. It's detaching with it's love. Right, yeah. and HP's like, is it? Is it? You seem to be seething. <laughs> yeah. Yes. You seem to be pretty thrilled about it. <laughs> yeah. It's hard, man. It's hard. It's yeah, really I, I do hard. a I do a bit on stage where like I I was in one relationship where you know, what's what's interesting about about that program that I didn't realize about like look if you're a codependent you're a codependent it's just you're wired for that right but someone once said that code that 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 program I talk about program all the time but that right. Al-Anon is for people who want to stay and you know I mean if it's family you don't have a choice if it's spouse you, you do have a choice but but it's not essentially you know, treating just codependency. It's like, how do you live with the fuck? 
that, you know, is... You, I, I mean... Yeah, but that's what it's about. The whole thing is about staying. I know. And, and it's like that part of it, like, I went to a, a, a men's meeting when I was breaking up with some woman, and I, and I say, uh, I had no choice. I had to go because I, I would have engaged. It would have been a disaster. So I say, uh, so I went to this men's meeting. It was just 200 alpha doormats in the <laughs> I've been there. Oh, yeah. Just these big guys like, dude, you got to detach. You're like, wow. Finding the heart. You. Yeah. You. Wow. You're telling me. This is a, those rooms are. Uh, heavy. It's heavy. And it's it's beautiful. I mean. It totally uh, is. And it's hilarious. Totally. A lot of the time. Oh, I God. Mean, yeah, you yeah. Know, I never laugh so hard oh, as yeah. hearing someone else telling your story, but backwards. Yeah, it's the best. And so much more hardcore. Well, there's something about narrative, like, because I, I found it, it must be helpful, too. In, in acting too, like if you do those meetings enough, you engage with a story where you know that, that it's going to come out the end w- with some recovery, yeah. but it's a harrowing story yes. and there's beats to it. Like anytime, like you check into that, that th- those rooms, you know that you're going to be carried through this narrative that's going to be partially your story. But you also know if they're in there, the ending's going to be at least that happy yeah. that, that they're in there. And it's pretty sad. Totally. A lot of times. Oh, my God. It's, it's so just, heavy. It's so heavy. <laughs> it's so heavy. But do you draw from stuff like that? Do you draw yeah. from people? And, like, I mean, I don't know. Because I don't know how much of, of acting is is sort of like an oh, emotional yeah. vocabulary of not mimicking, but but a type of empathy that enables you to, to, to kind of wear it. I think it's all... Uh, compassion and empathy i mean i mean for me yeah you know, i mean even when you're playing a guy like i mean i think what you respond to in in duncan like duncan can be played just straight across the board pretty much that way like the guy just, in poor things yeah, yeah yeah and uh to drop down into into that really drop down into his sort of insecurity yeah. and and he he becomes empathetic sure. you know yeah there's a couple this of things horrible narcissist well that's why it's hilarious because you do feel empathy for him yeah wow i just realized the bipolar must have helped with the hulk a little bit buddy these doublings <laughs> keep showing up in my life all the time i mean I, i'm always playing these like dual people that have one side and then another side, and and the Hulk is like the, you know the the just the absolute clear manifestation yeah. of that. Yeah, yeah, and, and you and you approach that he, with humanness. Yeah, you, you try. <laughs> I mean, that's what we hold on to yeah, in, yeah. In, in films. You yeah. know, I mean, you can you only can do a bit for so long. Yeah, I mean, bits are fun, and yeah. and just pure comedy. Sure, fun. it works really well. You yeah, know? but um, I'm you, always looking for that a little bit deeper cut. Have you, you know? have you hosted SNL? No. Why Why not? I'm scared. <laughs> They've offered it to you. Yeah. Oh. I'll never be asked back. No. <laughs> well, I don't think Lauren Michaels likes when you say no. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, I guess not. But no, I. I wait, what? So what about that? I mean, you've done theater. Just scared, scared the living shit. I don't know. Huh. I don't know. It was uh. It's it's not the live thing, is it? I think it was. It's a live thing, like reading off a cue card. That, that's hard. It, it scares me. Yeah, I'm I'm I'm, a li- I'm dyslexic. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I'm, uh, you don't lie on this show. Like, yeah. So so I'm really dyslexic. Like how dyslexic? Like 
I'll, I'll just get, I'll lose where I'm at on right. a page, right. you know? Yeah. And, um, and you know, I, I'm just, when I hear about how that show works and yeah. they're changing things at the last second. And, uh, yeah. so it, and I want to be good on it, man. Right. I mean, I've been watching that my whole life. And, <laughs> like, I don't want to be the guy who's, the host who sucks on Saturday Night Live, you know? <laughs> no. Like, I owe Warren Michaels more than that, yeah. you know? <laughs> but, well, are you one of those people that you could memorize the shit? Like pretty much quick? No, that's the other oh, thing. Yeah. Like I have, I have the double whammy. Like, yeah. like I'm dyslexic and I have a hard time memorizing stuff. Like I have to start so early Re- me- with yeah. any script. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. But but that's not part of the dyslexia. That's just you, <laughs> right? It's just me. That's one of those things that you're talking about. <laughs> you can't do anything about the memory. <laughs> no. Thing. What am I gonna do? Yeah. Ginkgo. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Now it's wasabi. Yeah. I chase all the memory shit. You tried. You know? I try everything. Yeah. I've tried everything <laughs> across the board. But so so what happens? But you how do you do you do you read how many times do you read the script? Uh well, you know, the most important reading is like that first one. It is. And and just and just like immerse see the the, the way I read yeah. is I lit for a one hour of you know, sixty page script, yeah. ninety page right. script, it takes me like four hours to read it. Right. Okay. Well, so that's interesting because it, your dyslexia enables you a type of concentration yes. that other people don't have. Yes, and I fall in. I have to. I have to envision every single scene. Like I, I have to like see it. Yeah, yeah. To 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 understand where I'm right, at. You right, know? right, right. So, so it takes me. It takes me longer than the movie. If you were sat down and watched the movie to read to it. read it. So it's a blessing. You know, it's like all these things are blessings and they're curses. Well, that's if, wild because so that means in order just to process the 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 words. You know, you've got to attach the feelings, and and it takes you know, it, it's like a, a full immersive experience. Totally, I'm living in it. If I'm reading a book, yeah, I can't like read a script at the same time. Otherwise, I start mixing up the worlds. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, I, I and you have to see yourself in everything, I guess. Kind of. I mean, I'm. I, you know, that first read is so essential because it's the first time it's coming to you so fresh. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 if you can, um, and you end up like playing that first read. I mean, in a lot of ways, all the information, all of the spontaneity yeah. of that first read, all of your like the the imagination kicking yeah, yeah. off, all these connections, that ends up being the most informative read of the entire thing. Yeah, yeah. And then and then. Would you just kind of then go scene to scene and lock in? Yeah, yeah. Once you so, do the read, you got uh, it in your head. Yes. Then I'll go back and I'll do scene to scene. Scene. Some sometimes I, you know, you want to know where you where you came from and where you're going in a scene. You Dude, know? that is the hardest thing about shooting. Yes. It's like, all right, so this is nine days before. <laughs> You were bleeding. Yeah. And you're like, <laughs> and then you ran away from the explosion <laughs> yeah. and you run into this room. And, you know, you're, it's just, you really have to keep a, a hand. I think on that's that. the only reason you need a director or a script supervisor is because you're like, what, what, what where, where are we? <laughs> where, 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 where was this? Okay, wait, wait, wait. Right, right, right. Okay, okay. Oh, my God. Yeah. Cause it, and, but do you ever watch yourself and go, like, I didn't know. All the time. <laughs> I can't. I mean, literally, I'm watching myself, and I'm just sinking down in a chair. But no one knows but you. Uh, I hope so. Uh, <laughs> where did it? Where'd you grow up? Kenosha, Wisconsin. Do you go back there? I do. My dad lives there. My sister lives there. Your dad lives there now? Yeah. Oh my God, Kenosha, Wisconsin. Yeah. Well, how, what? Is, I don't have no sense of that. I know Madison. 
Kenosha. I know Milwaukee. It was a. Uh, it's a little bit like Milwaukee, except it, it was. A, it was a factory town. Right. It was the. Uh, it was the hub of all manufacturing in the United States uh, around the turn of the century. So there's a lot of uh, immigrants. Nice- Oh, so all the immigrants went there. Is that where the Italian comes from? Yeah, the Italian. My all this, you know, it's a huge Calabrian Sicilian um, community there. Polish, Irish. Are, are you? Have you done that? That tracking? Have you tracked it back? Yeah, yeah. Because I'm getting my Italian citizenship because the shit's about to hit oh my, the fan. I'm, I applied for for Canadian permanent residency. Yeah. So you can get your Italian. Yeah. Yeah. God damn it. I talked about it on the show the other day because there are these yeah. countries where if one of your grandparents was born there, yeah. I, I, I can go to Poland, but I don't think that's much better. <laughs> I but don't it, know, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it might be a, better now. Maybe, maybe. I, are they, you know, I, I, I was told I could get that, but are they letting Jews into Poland? <laughs> Back in. Yeah. But I think the idea is to get the European passport, right? The EU. Yeah, yeah. That's the idea. Oh, so you're preparing. So you could go to Greece. I mean, you know, you could. You, I might go a lot of places if I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but you can also go, you know, they have these these golden passports. Yeah, I know. But like, I, I'm, I I'm weird, you know. Uh, you know, like everyone was like talking about Portugal and shit. I'm yeah. like, the fuck am I going to do in Portugal? <laughs> exactly. You're just going to sit at a cafe and be like, oh, that's where the uh, the expats hang yeah. out. Yeah. I can't do that. I don't know the language. Yeah. I, well, though you'd be with the expats, so yeah. not, you wouldn't have to. I, I don't. Uh, it's all very terrifying to me. It is, man. What, it, what, it's crazy. Yeah, but y- you know, it's not uh, unprecedented. That's the fucking problem. No, it's not. And and it's like just because we live here, you're thinking like, well, it's America. It's going to be tough. I mean, it's a big country. It's a it's a you know we have republic. institutions. Well, institutions, but also it's like, how are they going to do it in every state? Y- yeah. But you know we but, can't do anything in every state. Exactly. So, so how that? Yeah. That well, that's a that's a, a silver lining. Yeah. That, that maybe just the Midwest will be fascist. Yes. And then everybody will be, and, and Texas and Texas. Well, I I don't know what's going on there. They that's just, some sort of a uh, uh, kind of a uh, it, it's it's definitely fascist, but it's also uh, a haven for libertarian rich guys. Yeah. Who just you know somehow detach from the fascism. Y- yeah. Because if you have money, you can afford you don't, to rise you don't above it. Don't become a fascist. No. No. You you just uh, you you just kind of uh, uh, you elite live your, your life. Way, you elite your way through it. That's right. I, I do a joke on stage now where I say, uh, most of you, are, you'll adapt to fascism. I mean, it's going to be scary the first couple of weeks, but eventually you would be like, oh, it doesn't affect the Wi-Fi, and uh, I can still get all the streamers. That's so fucked up. <laughs> oh, my but God. you know it's true. Well, now I do, because <laughs> you said it. Because what is that? I don't want to hear that. <laughs> what is everyone going to do? No, you're right. They're just going to adapt. Yeah, of like course. Like everybody did, but, except for the people who are on the bottom side of that. Yeah, the, the people that weren't allowed to adapt because yeah. they were being killed or pushed out. Yeah. And then, That's you know. That's the part that right. really. And then you just like, how well do you know your neighbors? Oh, they're taking Mark away. I know. Is he just going to leave that stuff in the yard? That, that, that's, that scares me, man. What well, should you? Of course it's scary. But uh, is that possible is the question. Well, uh, I don't know. We I, I think the big mystery is, you know, how organized are the ones that are just hanging out in the woods shooting guns and uh, praying? How organized are they? I mean, that's the big question. That is a big question. It's like, if, if the screw turns, are they coming down from the hills or what? We oh, don't know. If you live in those hills. Well, you, well do you? I do. <laughs> <laughs> so, so when you're waving at people in the trucks, yeah, when you go into town, you're like, I don't know about that guy. <laughs> Sometimes, I know a lot of a lot a lot of people, and I, there's a lot of really decent people. It's you know, it's it's funny because yeah. 
there's a lot of really decent people who are who sort of have been indoctrinated into some I know. of this it's, stuff. It's 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 like it's really about we. I don't think we had any idea just how soft people's brains are. In, yes, in I've that, heard you say that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I've said it before. I know. Well, it's I just, keep thinking it's just, about it. It's what are they getting fed, really? And you know, how much? Do, yeah, do I mean, they this know thing is like Oh, powerful. buddy, that thing is... It blasts your brain out. Yes, it does. And it, it really, I think it really does change the way <sighs> yeah. you, you think. Reconfigures it, your it, mind. I, I really think it does. Because oddly... Because I've become so dumb. You have? Well, I just find myself, you know, having a harder time focusing, you know, reading really long things. But that, but that so, sounds like you had to do that whole anyway. life. Anyway, <laughs> that's what my wife that's says. It. She's like, you, no, you're not getting Alzheimer's. <laughs> it's, you've been like this the whole time. I don't know what you're talking But I forget my phone. I forget my, you've been, what are you talking about? That, you've been doing that for years, yeah, ever since I met you. And that's an old thing, too. Oh, you know? yeah. I'm like, I'm getting old. She's like, no, you've been old all the time. The whole time. Yeah. Yeah. You're just a you were a, an old soul, a born no, old I man. I like that. That's a good. That's so a good Kenosha. So th- so you're okay. Okay. So, but like we grew up, none of this stuff was there, and that's why you find comfort in the in the cassettes. And there is something, there's something about that time that isn't filled with all this shit. You know that like and and we've completely lost access to it because even if you try to just sort of like I'm just going to have a day like I had when I was in high school, it, it it's menacing. Because you're like, what, what's happening? Exactly. What, what am I missing? I you're like, yeah. keep reaching for yeah. the phone. Constant uh, FOMO, yeah. constant fear of missing out. Yes, I know. You want to get the, that the one 24 news twenty four hour like news. I'm literally on the news all day long. It's, but dude, but some like I, you have to compartmentalize that stuff. Uh, tell me about it. I mean, because a lot of it's just speculation. Uh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> It's not oh, news. Oh, See, that's how it. they get you. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like well, it's, I'm, I'm waiting to find out too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and but I but I have some ideas. Here's some ideas. Here's what we need to do. I don't need your ideas. You know, <laughs> no, I can't. No. Uh, it's, it's too many ideas. It's buddy. the fucking worst. But what was the childhood like? Was it all right? Oh, it was amazing. I mean, you know, it was it was. Um, we lived on the edge of a forest, so I I got to spend my days in in there, oh. and that was you know, and and we would just leave the house, yeah, and we would get on our bikes. Sure, kids spend, could just run wild. Yeah, yeah, we just ran wild. Yeah, yeah, I mean, we got into a lot of trouble. Yeah, burned some stuff down. You know, <laughs> that's just a normal American childhood. <laughs> yeah, yeah, in the seventies. Yes, got busted for you know pinching candy at the penny store. <laughs> yeah. You know, all, all that stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah. But you didn't. But was you know, that a busted thing, or did they just walk you home? Had to my bike parents? stole. In, oh yeah, know, boy, real criminal. Kids. <laughs> and you knew the kid. That's the no, worst I thing. No, I didn't about know it. the kid. The kid's like, come, a group of kids, you know, just, comes upon me. Can I? Hey, man, cool bike. Can I ride it? And I was and like, just yeah, it. sure. Yeah. And he just took it. <laughs> and I was like, is he coming back? And yeah. they're like, that's his bike. <laughs> oh no. But you're able to use that that feeling, that experience. You can draw from I, that. I draw from that. Do you? How do you think you I got you to do. Hulk? <laughs> I was pissed. <laughs> I, I lost my innocence. Yeah, yeah every every time you, you're about to go into Hulk, you just see those kids riding away with your bike. I do my little Schwinn banana banana seat. <laughs> yeah. the scrambler. Yeah. Oh, nice, a Schwinn scrambler. That's right. And you had sibs, right? You had a bunch of a oh, big family. Uh, brother, two sisters. Oh wow, so that's big. Yeah. And what did yeah. your folks do? Uh, my dad was a um, had worked for a construction painting company. Yeah, that my family started. They really, were, they were house painters. Really, uh, my grandfather, the uh, what, Ruffalo and Sons. Uh, it was just a uh, Ruffalo painting. Oh, and did they have a store? 
Or just the sur- it no, it's just a it was just a, a big truck. office. They had a lot of trucks and a lot of well, when they started, it was just my grandfather and his his uh, cousin, yeah. and a cu- few ladders and a truck. And it said Ruffalo on the yeah, truck. Yeah, yeah, that's exciting Ruffalo when painting. you're a kid, right? Yeah. This yeah. Is my grandpa. Oh yeah, I would drive by and it'd be like Ruffalo. Yeah, and, that's us. Yeah, that's yeah. us. My dad, my grandfather had a hardware store in Haskell, New Jersey, called Jack's Appliances, and then Jack's Hardware, and it was like you drive by like my grandpa, grandpa. Yeah. and everyone knows Jack. Sure. Oh boy, they definitely they do. All knew them. They, they, they knew your dad? Oh, everyone knew them. Yeah. It's great. It was great. It was a great way to grow And there was a, uh, was there an Italian community? that Huge. You got, and, and that's what you lived in? That's yeah, yeah. And there's a, like this amazing, even when I go back there, we always go to this place, Tenuta's, which yeah. is like, the, the. I mean, it's the best Italian deli in the United States, oh. in the middle of Kenosha, Wisconsin. Yeah. They get all the best Italian stuff there. Yeah. Can you get guanciale there? Yeah, of course you can. <laughs> Jardinera, I mean, uh, the, the CC beans, oh, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. like like just all the obscure Italian, you know, and then they have an Italian bakery, oh. and, and then there's another Italian bakery. And it's all still going? Yeah, man. That's great. It's great. Because a lot of those places, like, when a certain generations pass, they can't hold out. No, that's not happening there. And it, so there's still a big Italian community? Yeah, and they, and they go to that place. You oh, know? that's great. Those yeah. restaurants, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So you do you spent the whole childhood there? No, when I was uh, when I was thirteen, I moved to Virginia Beach. How that? Why? My dad uh, was uh, went to work on a job there. Yeah, and got sort of you know my dad would go on these jobs a long time, and uh, he'd be gone for like a Just month. Just painting or two. jobs? Yeah, like they were doing Trident submarines. They were doing like they painted submarines. Yes. They painted the Trident submarines. They painted the Navy bases. They would paint. That's a big operation. Oh, huge! I'm talking yeah. huge, huge. I mean, huge. that's like you know, that's like a military contract. Yes, huge with with all of the security clearances and all that stuff. Oh, so know? this is not some sort of like you know like work. In no, that. this isn't like the local yeah, like we're gonna do. But that's know, how it started though. Yeah, that's how it started. And but then they, he worked and moved his way into Chicago, which was not easy. You know, commuting. Yeah, yeah, and they'd go to do work in Chicago. It was an uh, it's forty five minutes uh, right. north of Chicago. Yeah, and then they were in Milwaukee, and then they started doing you know all the you know American Motors was there, so they did American Motors. They did oh my um, god Abbott, you know Abbott Get, Laboratories. Yeah, yeah. They painted it. Yeah. Oh my Sandblasted, god! Sandblasted, painted it. Then they were doing all the bridge work so and you the lead actually, abatement and all that stuff. You watched the transition from just sort of like you know humble working class, yeah, to massive to, to up to upper middle class. Yeah, yeah. And and, and then we lost it all. Oh, oh so okay. <laughs> That's, I, I that's part of the reason I left when I was when we left when I was thirteen. You I, know? I know that father. Oh man! <laughs> I mean, and then he became he was an entrepreneur, mm. and that's always you know that's like where it goes. Gambling, I sure. mean, in a way, it's you well know? depending on who the guy is. You know, you, you you got something you know how to do, yeah, and you make money at it. Yes. and then people that only care about making money, they're like, we'll take that guy's money. Y- yeah, yeah. But he wasn't like you know he, not a sucker. He was, no, no. But he um, he did you know he got us through. Yeah. But every we we were moving you know from thirteen to I left home. And they stayed 18. together. Yeah. Well, until I was in my twenties, like after all of the everything yeah, the went to went? shit. Oh. You know then and they sort of lived through that. Then, yeah. Then they then they were done. The yeah. Yeah. My parents didn't quit until I was in my thirties. <laughs> that's amazing yeah. so they were what they were at least married for 30 years oh or yeah 30 sure or 19 30, like I, yeah they were no they were married 
a long time, but you know there were other problems. But it's it's oh, weird yeah. when when they get divorced and you're a grown person. I, I know because you know you you're like, to, are you kidding? Yeah, yeah, it's like half over now. You might as well just. Well, there's that, but there's also was my whole life a lie? Well, that's the one that really kills you. Yeah, if you because I didn't know. I had no idea. My what he parents, was up to? I had no idea. My parents, yeah, I had none. I had no idea. I had no idea. I had no idea they had any problems. Sure, sure. They were like affectionate yeah. and they were sweet. They never fought in yeah. front of us. Oh. And so, and it was like, hey, we're getting a divorce. Yeah. And here's why. And you're just like, what? what? <laughs> so, my whole life is like, yeah. A sham? I mean, I don't want to use the word sham, but it's like, but it's a fucking sham, you know? But they did the right thing. They did. I mean, that, that's- Oh, the, they were beautiful. But that's the thing, like, as a parent now, I'm not a parent. Yeah, I am. Right. So, you know, like, you know, you make decisions. Yes. You, the kids will see this. Yes. And yes. then we'll go and in the room and do the yeah, other thing. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, but but still, like- But you, it's still pretty, uh, it's a- punch in the gut i mean wait because you don't know them that's right, it like exactly. as a grown person yes. you don't like you're like i what kind of people are these and then when you're like what kind of relationship can i have i mean yeah i, I don't understand how, how crippled am i <laughs> yeah, yeah i mean how fucked up did i am i that like yeah yeah unaware uh, oh, oh well there's that but then there's also the sort of like everything that's unsaid gets put into you anyways you don't miss it no it, but you're it, wired yes you to, you got it now yeah right that's right so then it's not just you know uh uh am i am i a sucker but it's like am i them i know and then <laughs> do i model how how do i do a relationship I don't, I don't know. you know, they didn't show me really how to do it. I know. They didn't, you Does know. anybody? You got to fight in front of your kids a little bit. Sure. So, and then you got to, you got to teach, they learn how to fight. That's just natural. Yeah. What they don't know how to do is make up. Uh, and that's where a relationship is. Yeah. It's being able to make up. Because yeah. we all are fucked up. And we yeah, all sure. fight. And we yeah. all, you know. Yeah. But, but. A lot of people don't know how to how to make up. Yeah, you know they don't know how to like without carrying the resentment. Yeah, yeah. Well, you can still carry it. I know, I know. You can collect <laughs> but, them. Yeah, but like you have, you know, you get compassion. Hopefully, yeah. that's yeah. the goal. And know? empathy. I it took me like I think a long time to connect and really understand empathy because I'm a self. I, I like uh, you know when you're self-centered, empathy is fleeting. You know you you can do it. You can stay in it for ten minutes, and then you eventually you're gonna be like, but does that? How's that me? Is it? Uh, how what does about that me? Yeah, exactly. Uh, okay. Yes, we felt a lot for you. Yeah, yeah. But now it's my yeah, turn, right? Yeah, isn't it? Yeah, yeah and then they walk away, me? and you're like, fuck. Yeah, and there you <laughs> I are. I just got rooked. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got me conned again emotionally. So, Virginia Beach. Yeah. What happens there? Uh, where do you start acting? There, I was. I was a man. I I I did. I was a surfer. I was a skater. I was in a punk band. What'd you I, do in the I, punk band? I played bass. You still play bass? <laughs> Sometimes. Yeah. Um, my daughter plays bass and guitar. So you, did you I'll, have I'll the guitar to give her? Your I old did, guitar? I, I gave her my bass. You did? Yeah, my P bass. Oh, you got a P bass. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's what like was a the 70s name? P bass. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. What's the name of the punk band? It was, uh, we, were, we were called Voice of Reason. Oh, of course. Voice of Reason. And that's something that stuck with you. VOR. <laughs> the well-known VOR in all the Virginia Beach fanzines. Yeah, yes, yes. Yeah. yeah, those little fan yeah, ranks. Yeah, we're playing a basement. <laughs> we're playing a skate park. We're playing a skate ramp. You yeah, know, that yeah. was the did plan you, of ramp. And, you, and yeah. you did it? Yeah, yeah. We played, we played parties. We played, you know. Original songs? Yeah. Did um, you write them? 
Uh, we we wrote some original songs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we, we did a lot of covers. What were some we of the did, names? Like, Agent Orange. Sure. What were some of the names of the original songs? Um, oh man. Well, Voice of Reason. Sure. Was, was, we had the you know close the with title. That. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're the voice of reason. Yeah. Reason. <laughs> All bar cards. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Four four notes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no fast, bridge. Fast drums. Yeah, fast drums. Were you popular? Uh we had a little following there. <laughs> How long did you do that? Oh man. Um we were probably that was about a year. And and it came out of the drama department. That's where you met the guys. Yeah, yeah, and at the uh, high school. Uh, yeah, yeah, because I so I was a wrestler. I was I was like a, I was like a really serious wrestler. And so you were you were so I was a jock. I was this weird hybrid of like huh. I was in every single thing. Yeah. You know? Well, that's good. That means you can move through all the different worlds. Well, that's what I learned. You're you diplomatic. Know, we were moving. Yeah, every year. Will help you there do you that. go, buddy. <laughs> Hypersensitive to other people's needs. Sure, sure. Just latch on. Yeah. 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 What do you need me to be? Yeah. An appendage. Uh, uh, yeah. Oh, good. I can do that. What do you want to hear? What do you want me to be? You know, <laughs> <laughs> it's a, another blessing and a curse. Yeah. You know? But, but so, so it wasn't a big departure to the punk thing. It wasn't like a rebellion thing. You were just you were a jock, but you weren't an asshole jock. And wrestling's a different thing. Yeah, wrestling's rest, not no, football. No, that's kind it's of not. punk rock, and that's as punk rock as you could be in the sports world. Yeah, because you're you're really you're trying to hurt people. Like, yeah, you know, one like, on one, and, and it's just you. Yeah, and the more brutal you are, the more punk rock you are. Were so. you good? I was really good. So when you did Foxcatcher, you're like, I got it. Well, yeah, I, I, you know, the hard part about that was I, I was a righty. Yeah. So I was shooting on the right hand side. Every move I did was on the right hand side. Dave Schultz was left, so I had to un. It was almost harder because my natural instinct was to do this, and I had to switch it all God, up. You must have been like when you got that script, you're like, I got this, and then they pointed it out that he was the left. You're like, fuck. <laughs> oh, no. Got- and then I was like, I, it was six months to learn it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I gotta be honest with you. That movie is a great movie. That's great. It's crazy, dude. It's crazy. I love doing that. It was the hardest thing I've ever done. Really? Oh my god! And wrestling Channing, I had to wrestle Channing. They they kept us apart after a while because I kept getting hurt. Because you know, I I might come off as a pretty nice fellow, but like when you you, get in the mode, I'm I want to win. You know, I'm not. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, Channing had 30 pounds on me. He's huge. <laughs> He's huge. And he would he would just clop me, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, uh, but we, you know, that was, a, we really went through something together there. Like, I love that guy. He'll, he's my brother. He is my brother. You yeah. Know? yeah. You guys still hang? Um, not talk? really, but, yeah, but, but like, we'll pick up right where we left off. I, I could see it. That movie was like such a deeply disturbing true story. And the, the, uh, Exploration of the human spirit on that one, huge. I mean, I can't. And all of its darkness and 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 triumph, you know. But that, like you know, but being fundamentally codependent in that dynamic, wow, end up dead. Yeah, that's and, the ultimate <laughs> price of codependency. That, that that's the unrecovery movie. <laughs> yes, <laughs> not much recovery there. But Carell, did you, were you surprised by him? Oh my God. He never broke character. I mean, I'd be in the elevator with him after 12 hours of just being just brutalized. Yeah. I mean, it, it was a really hard shoot. And uh, I would look over at him, and I and he was just in character. Really? <laughs> on the elevator. And I'd be like, how's, uh, how's this going for you? And he's like, uh, pretty well. 
I don't know. I don't know. So creepy. Uh, yeah. And I, I was like, okay. <laughs> I, it, it, it's sort of astounding that, you know, that he can do that. Because he, he's so fucking funny. He's a chameleon. He, well, he's like Peter Sellers. I guess that's in, true. In that way. You know, he's, he's a total chameleon and so committed. Yeah. Like, you don't see the seams. Yeah, there, right, right. Know? Yeah, yeah. And uh, even that character has a chameleon. <laughs> it's a strange character. What a strange There is funny. Character. Yeah, no, I know what you're talking about. When he when his mother comes in oh, and he's going he to wrestle. Like he's he's going to wrestle <laughs> and they got to lose. They, oh. And they're trying to yeah. show him and he's just so bad. It's, it's undeniable how it's bad so he is. It's so sad. It's so sad. And she's just, oh. Who was that She's again? So disappointed. The, uh, it was. Um, it just ran. Just, yeah. This is the thing. Oh yeah. Her, I just uh, uh, Redgrave, Vanessa Redgrave. Oh, that's right. Of course. Yeah. The great, amazing yeah. Vanessa Redgrave, the unforgettable Vanessa yeah. Redgrave, who I just just forgot. No, it happened. I came back. I you got did. it. You got it on it's your like own. It's like love. You, know? you got it on your own. It's like love. If you chase it, it yeah. runs away. Yeah. But if you hold back a little bit, it comes to <laughs> We're you. We're talking about memories. Yeah. <laughs> That's I'll, what I've learned. I'll, if you try to chase it, forget it. No. It's gone. And then if you don't go to your phone, sometimes you'll try to remember something. I saw you. You you, liter- you I was literally, gonna, you were going to do And I'm I was like, no do, fucking we're way. Doing it. I'm, no, Old no school. way. I'm stopped. I'm yeah. getting there before that yeah. computer does. And you did it. Sometimes I'll go a whole day, and then at the end of the day, you would be like, fuck, I got it. It's Redgrave. Yeah. Took me yeah, exactly. 12 hours. It comes. Yeah. <laughs> When you're not chasing it, <laughs> surprising, like love. Uh, you're surprised by it. Yeah. So, all right. So, you, the punk band, and then, like, what was it that got the acting going? I wanted to be an actor. Like, it was, it was, a, it was a little kid. My my grandmother let me stay up one night. I told this before, but uh, my grandmother let she used to let me stay up yeah. at night, and I'd sneak down after the other kids' rooms, yeah. and I and she and I'd sit there and, and watch um, TV with her. Yeah, yeah. And she'd smoke her Eve cigarettes. Eve, you know? yeah. And um, and she's like, "Come on down. There's a, a a world premiere of a great movie tonight." And I came down. And I was like, "She's like a streetcar named Desire." And I was like, okay. And I came down, we're watching it, and I'm watching Brando. Like, I don't know who he is. Yeah. And I'm like, Grandma, what? who's that? Yeah. And she's like, Marlon Brando. I'm like, what, what is he doing? She's like, he's acting. I'm like, I want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Where's that fancy first, though? <laughs> I got a I got a lawyer friend, and I'll take a look at these okay, things. for appraisal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Napoleonic coat says, <laughs> whatever belongs to the husband also belongs to the wife, and vice versa. <laughs> Did you ever do that play? No, I wish. I'm too oh. old now. Oh. <laughs> you know, there's all these parts. This is one of the things. You get to be 56. All the parts that you're like sure you were going to play one yeah. day, you, you can't play anymore. You'd did like you, age out. Did you use it for auditions or anything? Never. Because you can't not no, do the impression. Did, yeah, and it's like, you can't. You know, how are you going to touch? I would never even, yeah. I mean, yeah. What, what could you add to, to, to his performance if you can't name Desire? Like, how could you top that? I can't even name another Stanley. I know there was a new one. Didn't someone just do it? Yeah, they do it. They, they do it all the time. And yeah. I'm sure there's great ones. I sure. mean, who am I to say? But but I, I, I'm terrified of coming up against that and having a comparison made. But but didn't they compare you anyways? <laughs> At some point? <laughs> Unbeknownst. I mean. Not because of that. Yeah, not, not by my but own Somebody doing, decided you, know? you were the new Brando yeah, at some point. Yeah, I mean, right. that happens a lot to people. Great. I mean, yeah. talk about setting you up. For yeah. fa- it's amazing I'm still here. Yeah, yeah. That was a, that's a pretty big <laughs> that was setup. That a pretty heady thing, yeah. But he was like, but 
did you like as you kind of moved through? Oh, let me tell you what happened. What? So, so I wanted to be an actor. Yeah, and I was a wrestler. I went down that road. Everyone's like, "Oh, what? You don't want to be an actor? Okay." Yeah, wrestling's no. so much more of a, a yeah, stable, yeah, a man's thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm walking by the the drama room, and they're all rolling around on the ground uh, and wrestling <laughs> around. But it's two guys and like twenty girls. Yeah, and I was like. What am I doing? <laughs> yeah, I want to be in there. That's a better sport. <laughs> and I don't have to cut twenty pounds, you know, yeah, yeah. to do it. Yeah. And I was, you know, one of two straight guys in the know? in the whole program. I was one of one straight guys, you know. And that was in high school. Yeah. And so you started doing that. Yeah. Shows. So I, so I, a kid broke his arm. I was like, oh, I'm just, I'm in the drama department for an easy A, but I yeah. was really digging it. Yeah. And uh, a kid broke his arm, and my teacher Nancy Curtis is like, Hey, why don't you? Uh, Will you replace him for what show? It was it was called some musical called Runaways, and it yeah. was it was about a runaway kids living in like a, a or a foster home, and and so uh, you're singing. They're singing. Yeah, I'm the straight guy. Yeah, I'm playing a detective. Oh, good. And I'm just copying, just flagrantly, um, Columbo. <laughs> Can I ask you a question? <laughs> <laughs> you did the eyes too. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but you probably got laughs. That was it. I got yeah. I got this huge laugh. Yeah, and I was like, "This yeah. is what I'm gonna do for the rest of my life." Uh, and I went to the, my acting teacher, Nancy. And I was yeah. like, "Nancy, I, I I know it's uh I know I'm 18, and you know, I just is it too late <laughs> to, to do this? <laughs> to yeah. do this?" And yeah. she's like. No, Mark, it's not too late. <laughs> oh, do you, uh, is she still around? Yeah. And do you, like... Yeah, you, I'm in touch with her. You give her credit all I, the way. I just did. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's great. Her, right? Yeah, I've had these incredible women uh, in my life yeah. who, who were all along the way were, yeah. like, really instrumental in, in, in where I'm at today. So where do you go from Virginia Beach then? So then we moved to San Diego. My, se- my day after what, my senior for, year. Wait, your dad? Yeah. For military contracts? Yeah. Huh. For that, yeah, he was going back to do that and he was starting another company. Painting? <laughs> he my grand my my uncle was uh painting, so I think he went to help work on that, but he was he did this other thing called Soda Butler. Yeah. Which was the original make your own soda at home with a little sure. CO2 yeah. thing. Yeah. And it was about to take off like, yeah. you know, and uh and the big companies stopped s- selling him their syrup. Which is part oh, of an oh, antitrust. Like you, they have to sell the public that syrup. Coke, Coke, Pepsi, yeah, right. all you know. Oh, that's why you get the weird syrups with it, Soda Streams. Yeah, yeah. Soda Stream was the beginning of it. Yeah, he he, he basically started that, and then yeah. he had Beermeister, which was which was have your keg at home in your house sure. in a little refrigerator with a tap. That yeah. was that was that's his. your dad. Yeah, <laughs> setting himself up. Genius. <laughs> I mean, it was actually genius at yeah. the time. And um, so you're in San Diego. Yeah, so we're in San Diego. I'm 18, and all I'm doing is sitting in my room. I'm doing some surfing, smoking a lot of weed, and playing the bass, and like just just going downhill. Like, but did you? There was more punks in San Diego, no? Yeah, but I was. Yeah, I was so depressed. I couldn't even. I didn't know anybody, and it was a you know San Diego. I know. We're in Mission Beach. It's hardcore. 
it was hardcore and it was a hardcore drug scene there. Yeah. I mean and, and the people are they're just edgy, you know. It's just really? hard to get into that into that scene. You yeah. Know? I can't I never know what to make of it. It seems like a lot of people that are kind of like walking around in sandals. Yeah. But there's a, I know there's gotta be an underbelly to it. Oh yeah. Well we're in Mission Beach. It was yeah. it was heavy. I don't know what it's like now, but it was very, very heavy. So that's where you started to spiral? Yeah. And uh we met somebody and she's like, You should go to the Stella Adler Conservatory in Los Angeles. And I went to my dad and was like, how would I do this? He's like, take the train. You know, you'll take a train. Yeah. And I'm like, well, what'll happen? What happened? What? And I was like, what's the worst that can happen? And I was like, the worst that can happen? <laughs> I die? <laughs> and he's like, big deal. <laughs> you won't know. You won't even know it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you just start once a week? I go three days a week, and I and I then my parents. And you went back home so, every my, time. My parents were broke at that time, and yeah, I'd go. I'd take the train. Yeah, I'd I'd work bus as a bus boy. I'd make just enough money. It was like I needed forty bucks. It was thirty three bucks yeah. for, for a round trip ticket. It was seven bucks. It was seven bucks to eat. I'd get a burrito, those yeah. burritos on Hollywood Boulevard. I went to I went to school on Hollywood Boulevard during the height of the crack years. Yeah, it was crime. It was mentally ill people. Yeah. It was it was bad i mean it makes the hollywood today look like right it's a disneyland. mall now. Yeah. yeah yeah and uh it is disneyland now. it is disneyland <laughs> but it's eh, you know it's, it's still, a little yeah. edgy disneyland. Yeah, it's a little dark and yeah and so that's how i was living and i was doing that for months before i uh, actually moved to la was stella still alive yeah so you got to work with her. yeah wow yeah but my main teacher there is this woman joanne linville who is like this great uh television actor yeah and and like an amazing teacher and i walked into the school and she's like what are you here what do you i'm like i i know i'm 18 i know i'm probably over the hill (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah but i i I, and i don't know anything really about acting yeah you know but i i want to be an actor she's like you you've come to the right place darling (laughs) yeah (laughs) And, and did, she took me under her wing, and she really taught me everything. I mean, it was, and that's amazing. pretty straight up method, right? Yeah, I mean, it's a version of it, right? You know, it's much more your imagination. Like they leaned hard on the imagination, less on your like own personal life, right? Um, but Joanne was an interesting hybrid because she studied both methods. She studied with Stella and she studied with Lee Strasberg. So she was melding the two together, which I think is kind of. The pinnacle of yeah. those. What was the primary difference? Um, Strasberg was more into using your personal life for the emotional uh, yeah, and, memory. Yeah, 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 and, yeah, and then projecting that onto whatever you're doing or playing. Stella was like, "No, you. The playwrights have these." these universal truths and we have to lift ourselves up to that and we do that through the imagination not through our own lives because our own lives are so limited and this was this was the Stanislavski stuff yeah but Stanislavski took those at one point Stanislavski's like no we can't just use ourselves we gotta we gotta use our imagination but but he melded them together but when it came to America Stella and Lee Strasberg who hated each other sort of created this schism in in his in his teachings yeah yeah Yeah. and they became these two like schools that to this day are in a sort of I don't know they they, they're they don't like each other still yeah yeah and 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 I was like give me I'll do anything it's not about I don't give a shit what the technique is although I do but Brando studied with Stella right yeah that's right yeah so you know, that was, did you realize that? 
I, this is the crazy thing. Everyone was talking Brando, 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 Brando. I didn't know who Brando was. I didn't remember. When my grandmother said Brando, I was like, yeah. I don't know who that is. Yeah. Everyone was talking Brando, Brando, Brando. And one, and I didn't know. I was like, I don't know who Brando is. And then one day, my friend comes over yeah. with a VHS, and he throws in Streetcar Named Desire. And, I, and I'm like, oh, yeah. oh, my, how did I end up here? Yeah. Yeah, you know? yeah, and the whole memory came back. I mean, it's kind of like a suppressed memory, right? A good one. It, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe it wasn't that suppressed. <laughs> and so, yeah, and uh, I was like, "Wow, I'm in, I'm in the right place." And that's where you, you did all the studying. Yeah, there. and I was there for seven years. It was a three year program, and I hung really? out for seven years. And yeah, man, I was just working on my craft. Yeah. <laughs> Getting out of San Diego. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I got out of San Diego, and I lived in a in a I lived in a closet. It was two a walk in closet, two hundred dollars a month. Really? Downtown, down near MacArthur Park, where it was you know right. bodies by Wilshire everywhere. Yeah. It yeah. was like crack. Yeah. You know, it was it was hell. it was hell. It yeah. was real hell. And uh, so you're you know, here. You're doing it. Yeah. And I'm there. Yeah. I'm doing it, and I'm living my dream. You, you know? get an agent. It took a long time to get an agent. So you come down here when you're 18 and start. So when do you get an agent? How old? Um, probably 20. Yeah, that's not bad. No, not bad. And then, and then you're going out on auditions. Yeah. Yeah. And you got a job? Hundred. I got a clear soul commercial really early on. And then I was like, that's it. I made it. Yeah. You know? yeah. And then I didn't work again for like four years. <laughs> what were you doing for work? Oh, oh man, I did everything. I did landscaping. I did house painting. I did computer line ribbon sales, tele what? telemarketing sales but, back in the day when there, you know, yeah, it was yeah. a dot matrix sure, printer. Sure. Um, but painting, did you grow up painting? I was around it all the yeah. time, you know. Were I knew how to do it? it. You could hold a line? Yeah. My, well, my dad's like, just, you got to put the paint on the brush. Don't, don't be, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like dipping it, you know, very daintily. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was a big. Yeah. Once you learn to like put the get paint that on paint the on the brush, <laughs> good <laughs> and cut in. That's yeah. the thing. Learn to cut in, you know. But right. I knew all the tricks yeah. just watching it. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. I didn't realize how much I knew. And then I did uh, uh, bu bus boy waiting. But where I really like just found myself was bartending. I bartended for eight years. Yeah. You know, at all these places. Yeah. He's the bartender at the Chart Chateau Marmont. I, I, you know, me and another guy put the first bar there. You know? Really? Yeah, they didn't have a bar. Did you build it? We we'd set all these tables up for for all the um for all the events there yeah. and and then we would we would just be buried you know all night back there. So now you're drinks. around real celebrities. I'm with celebrities all the time, and they're the worst tippers. <laughs> Really, they were they were like terrible. T but I was doing all these little plays. Yeah, I'm probably personally responsible for just destroying so many forests uselessly because I'd hand out my flyer for a play and yeah. literally five minutes later it'd be crumpled up <laughs> and I'm picking it up and throwing it away. Where were you doing plays? Oh, we were, we had we had a little theater off of Hollywood Boulevard. You know those little theaters yeah. in Santa Monica? Yeah. We had one of those. On Santa Monica Boulevard? Yeah, yeah. Down by, uh, yeah, there's a bunch of them. Yeah. In, like in a row. Yeah, right yeah, 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 yeah. Theater row. Yeah. We were page 93. <laughs> And, and and someone just was like we we were fighting over what the name was going to be. Someone's just like fuck it. They picked up a book. They opened it was like page ninety three. We're like fuck it, fine. That's page ninety three. Cool, great idea. Yeah, you know. But that people still do that, dude. Yeah, we were doing fine. We were doing. We could do a play for five thousand dollars. If you tried to do that in in New York, it was like hundred thousand yeah. dollars. So we did thirty plays. Wow. 
We so got you, to like work it out, man. That's we, a good experience. Oh, it was amazing. Audiences? Audiences, yeah. I mean, 30 people. But that's all right. Yeah, it was whatever it You're took. doing the acting. We were doing the acting in front of people. Where, and who getting are your to play peers the great there, parts. These guys. Well, Benicio del Toro was was one of the people I started. Selma Hayek was oh, at really? the school. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There was a lot of. And people. they were in the plays with you. Yeah. Oh wow. Uh, no, no, no. We oh. we were in school together. Oh, okay. But, but this is a group that all these people now. Tim McNeil. He was on. He was in Forrest Gump. He's, yeah. He's he's written like twenty plays. He's, yeah. He's a great playwright. Um, uh, Chris Thornton, who's uh, who just was on um, uh, Magnum PI, the new Magnum PI. Yeah. Um, you know, but they're all, they teach there now too. And my Stella? son goes there at Stella. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah. That's why. And I'm man. still connected to the school. How so? I'm on the board, but I go back all the time. I do sit you do in our classes? classes. I talk to people. I've, I've done, I've done, uh, substitute teaching there back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. I love it. It's yeah. a great place. It's so, happening. Yeah. And when did you, like, when did you get your break? Oh man. Um, so I was doing all this theater here and, <laughs> You couldn't if you were an actor yeah. doing theater in Los Angeles, yeah. and you told the casting director that, yeah. they would literally look down. It was a net negative. Sure. So I'd have a, I had a, a resume full of theater, yeah, and they'd be like, "Where would you do this?" So like Los yeah. Angeles. Oh, right. <laughs> and there goes my headshot yeah. in the garbage. <laughs> How, so you just went on auditions constantly, constantly, constantly. Wasn't getting anything. The rejection didn't bother you. Oh, what do you think I'm an? <laughs> I'm not an animal. I'm not a machine. Like, you know how many holes I had in the walls of my apartment uh, from throwing, punching, yeah, and throwing. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, wow, man, it was heartbreaking. I, I think I quit acting like four times, five times during the course yeah. of it all. You know, what does that mean, though? It, not, where else am I going to go? Yeah, you quit no. after a certain point. You quit, and then <laughs> when your agent calls, you're like, I'm back in. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's where it started. I, I uh, yeah. uh, you know, it was funny because Kenny Lonergan, who did yeah. that, was the beginning of it. Uh, you can count on yeah. me. But before that, he had a he. It was a one act play version of This Is Our Youth. This Is Our Youth is what launched me. Yeah. It was an off Broadway play yeah. that just became the hottest thing in New York at the yeah. time. And all the LA casting directors went to see it, and they were like, "Where did you come from?" Yeah, I was in your office two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, I was like, "I've been under your nose for the last thirteen years." <laughs> you know, where have you fucking been? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it was it allowed me to like really fly. Lonergan's best. He's the best. Have you had him on? Yeah. Oh, he's the best. He's great. Like, <laughs> How are you, Mark? <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay. It's really hard to get here today. <laughs> Smart guy, though, right? Genius. That's right. And the best writer. Oh, my God. He is the best. Well, you did what? Two, three him. movies? Three longer or two movies? Two, I, I Margaret. Did, I did Margaret and, and uh, You Can Count, count On, on Me. me. I, but I, then I did the play. Yeah. So. Those are big movies. Those are, like, intense. Oh. <sighs> He's the best. Did you ever see the, the, the director's cut of Margaret? It's like three hours. I think I did. Oh, it's, it's so good. It's relentless. That it's movie. relentless. That's but a, the writing is just, you can't even believe it. I know. It's an interesting role for Alice and Janney. Wasn't that crazy? <laughs> Out. <laughs> First scene. Yeah. Gone. Yeah. <laughs> but it's a horrible scene. But it was kind scene. of horrible. 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 So that's where it starts rolling. Yeah. And then you just like because you look at all the you've done a lot of movies. I am. I'm trying work, to catch up to Willem Dafoe. <laughs> oh my god, that guy! <laughs> guy works nonstop. He's, he's my like hero. A, it's a, but 
but but you, I mean, you make choices. You, you know, there's yeah. some guys. I'm, I'm not saying he's one of them. I mean, he he works a lot, but he does. You know, you can't do everything. Yeah. You turn down movies sometimes. I do. Yeah. <laughs> like, like SNL. <laughs> yeah. I tried to turn down uh, poor things. You did. Yeah. Uh. I mean, I I, I said Yorgos, Yorgo. Yeah. I don't I don't know if I'm the the guy yeah. for this. Yeah. And he's just like, you're him. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you are. And that was that's it. enough of that. Yeah, it's like that's enough of that shit. Yeah, but you worked with all these great directors. It's been amazing. I've I have like the most amazing, like quietest career. I, it's but is it quiet? You're kind of I I forgotten that that Haynes directed that Dark, Dark Waters. Waters. Isn't that crazy? It's a it's a heavy movie. Yeah, I mean it's fucking great. But that movie's changed. You know, that's one. It's changed. They're, they're, you know, the EPA is finally putting regulations on that. They they've known about this for twenty, thirty years. Yes, yeah. and they've done nothing. And yeah. now, finally, it's happening. Yeah, I was just in Congress like two weeks ago about that. Yeah, I was at the EPA testifying with the families who lost lost people. Yeah. you know, to cancers. Yeah, young people. Yeah, you know, brain tumors, uh, kidney, can- liver cancer. Ugh, yeah, you know, uh, you know, it was just a nightmare. Yeah. And uh, we're testifying to the EPA, and they, they have the legislation sitting on their desk. Biden said in his, you know, in his campaign that he was going to regulate EPA, and, and now it's happening. And it's because of that movie. Well, Rob Blatt's work, really. Yeah. But, but that movie brought it to the, brought it to the whole world. Well, that's, well that's, uh, that's good when something like that works. Yeah, man. And that happens, and that it raises awareness. Yeah, and it's not political. And it tells a human story. Yeah, man. It's not political. No, that's how we get to each other, man. We, we tell stories about each other. Yeah, and, and it landed. Yeah. But, like, um, what happened with, like, you're okay, your brain? <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> but, I mean, when, when did that brain tumor happen? That was in 2001. After what movie? It, it was, I just, I was in the middle, I was towards the last two weeks of The Last Castle with Robert Redford and James Gandolfini, my big break after yeah. You Can Count On Me. Yeah. I am about to go off and do Signs with M. Night Shyamalan, yeah. co-starring yeah. with Mel Gibson. Right. And I'm on that movie and I have a dream that I have a brain tumor, but it's like no other dream I'd ever had. And I'm like, wake up sobbing. And I, it's not even a dream. It's, it's just like knowledge. Yeah. It's just like, you have a brain tumor. You have to deal with it immediately. Yeah. And that was the dream. That's a dream. And I wake up and I go, I made friends with the, with the onset doctor. Yeah. And I go to her and I said, like, you know, hey doc. Um, <laughs> Another actor with sounds, a brain tumor. I know this sounds crazy. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, um. Uh, I I think I have I I had a dream last night I had a brain tumor. Yeah. Do you think I could get it checked out? And she and she's like that is crazy. Um but I'm on the board of the local hospital. I'll get you a CAT scan. Today. Where were you? I was in Nashville. Oh wow. Okay. And uh my wife was pregnant. She's about to give birth. Yeah. I go in there and they're like, "Yeah, you have a mass behind your left ear the size of a golf ball." What? And it's a brain tumor. And we don't know if it's benign or um, malignant. Yeah. We won't know until we could biopsy it. But, um, you know, you should probably talk to a surgeon. Oh, my God. 
So and, then you just, everything drops out. Oh, dude. I can't even fucking was, imagine. It, and, and then I got out of the surgery and, the, and my left side of my face is totally paralyzed. So you get the surgery, but like you're sure you're dying in that moment. I'm literally made a, 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 a video for my son before I went into the surgery because I was also afraid of dying on the, you know, yeah, on the like, table. You know, like you have a 30% chance of dying on the yeah, table. You know, as pretty... you're going in, you're signing, it's okay if I die on the table. Yeah, you, you, know? you told me. Yeah, yeah, You're the odds. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so uh, I'm, I made a video for him. I mean, that's how, how real it felt to me and, um, and how scary that. You still I, have that video? That, that knife is scary that you have on that knife. I know. I found it. <laughs> it's so cool. Oh, um, do you have that video? Have you watched it? Yeah, I haven't lately? watched it. I ha- I have it in the two storage units that I have of all of our other stuff. Yeah, of course. <laughs> you know, a, that would be wild to watch. I'll, I'll watch it. I'm I'm gonna go there um, this summer and and clear that thing out. Yeah, you know, and get to all that old stuff. So you get to you get the surgery. I didn't tell my wife I had this brain tumor till after the baby was born. How she she didn't know you went into surgery? No, then I told her the day like maybe two days after the baby was born that I had to go to go to this neurosci- neurosurgeon to uh to see what we're gonna do yeah. with it. Oh, so it was before the surgery. Yeah. Yeah. So you waited. I waited. But yeah, I, and you did you still didn't know if it was benign or malignant. No. And uh when I went there, they're like, We think it's an acoustic neuroma, which is benign. So I was like, Oh Yeah. But I was still afraid, you know. And so you get the surgery? I got the surgery. I wake up and my face goes paralyzed. All like of it? Hours after. Total left side, completely paralyzed. I can't close my eye. Oh, God. And I'm talking like this. No, you know? come on. And I'm about to go do a movie with Mel Gibson. Like, and they had to rewrite it? <laughs> no. You know, I said, I, I'll, I've never rewritten a script for an actor. Yeah. Not a word. Yeah. I was like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he could have had a stroke. I'm like, I could be. <laughs> he was in an accident. The guy actually was in an accident. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. like, he had a brain. He he hit his head. No, <laughs> he, no. You know, it's a doctor who pulled the plug. He's like, you can't. No. You can't. Oh, really? Yeah. The doctor's like, you can't do it. What were the odds they gave you that your face would come back? They gave me a. Um, well, every single day it doesn't come back. Yeah. The odds go down. And after three months, they the nerve atrophies, and so like I'm right so, on the fucking edge. I'm so you can't work. Then it's over. I mean, what's going to happen to me? Yeah, you know, yeah, I have yeah. a baby at home. I got, a, I got, you know, we're j- newly married, baby at home, bought a house, oh, like the God. whole nine, like living the dream. Finally made it. Yeah, and. Back to the, oh, what was your mental state? You must dude, I, and then I was all jacked up on steroids. I was like on fifteen. I was on one hundred fifty milligrams of prednisone, like this crazy experimental. So you're out of your mind. I was out of my fucking mind. In your face. That's why I learned the Hulk. I was walking around in a goddamn rage, you motherfucker. Fucker! Yeah. How could you do this to me? Yeah, you know? yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Having a big issue with God. You yeah, know? yeah. Like, like yeah. really. But still not losing it in front of the baby so much. No. <laughs> the baby was losing it. Baby, we had a colicky baby. The baby's losing it in front of us. And nonstop, you're, you know. And you're I'm walking around, falling down every 10 feet. Cause really? I, yeah, my equilibrium was all off. Oh, I'm falling God. down, and I can't sleep, and I'm talking to God, and I'm rocking around. And I'm why? Why are you looking at me like that? Yeah. Why are you looking at me like that? Yeah. You think I'm ugly, don't you? 
You You're going to leave me. Yeah, okay. You're leaving me, aren't you? <laughs> I'm damaged goods, aren't I? <laughs> oh, no. Dude, it, was, it was my poor baby. <laughs> your wife? You are your a baby. saint. <laughs> yeah, my, yeah. my baby and my wife yeah, saved yeah. me. She saved me. Oh. She's, she killed me and she saved me at once. Yeah. And how long did it take? So... Right at the mark where it was, and I'm like six months in almost at the mark where it's like over. Yeah. You know, I start doing all these alternative things. I'm like, I'm off this. I'm getting off the steroids. This yeah. is insane. Yeah. And uh, I start doing acupuncture. And literally, like after my sixth time acupuncture, I'm like this. I could just move the little tiniest bit, the left corner of my eye. Yeah. And I'm like, baby, baby, look, look, baby. And we both burst out in the tears. We're like, it's uh, it's coming back. <laughs> <laughs> we're in the car. And I, we were both just sobbing, oh, tears of joy. Yeah. Because I can move. Twitch your eye. Twitch my eye. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, then, and then it came back. I mean, it's almost there. It's still screwed up. You know, it doesn't uh, totally like. Work. But the rest of the face is there, right? It's, yeah, the other half's great. <laughs> no, but you, yeah, you, you, there's yeah, still... Yeah, it all came back. It's a little asymmetric. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Emma Stone said yeah. that, that that was sexy and charming, <laughs> and that's why they cast me. Because <laughs> of your asymmetrical <laughs> yes, face? Yes, yes, yeah. No, but you that's what everything you know, got back on track. Yeah, it was kind of a crawl out, you know. Yeah. Was, you know, I was hearing he has AIDS. He, oh, he, you know, he's a that's drug why you addict. Had to, he had to go into rehab. Oh, so you had to come out. And yeah, yeah. Tell it was people. like it was a little bit damaged goods, you know. And um, so it was kind of like starting over. And then I lost my hearing in my left ear, so I don't even need this there. I could go like that. It's totally gone. Gone. And you just adapted. Yeah, I mean, it's like a perfect A440. Like, uh, I can tune my guitar to it. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> There's a buzz? Just, really? Yeah, yeah. Always. Tinnitus all the time. I mean, I have to listen for it now, but man, those first, that, that just getting used to it. Yeah. And the loss of stereo. Yeah. Oh, sorry, buddy. Dude, yeah. music I know. in mono. Yeah. Oh, it sucks. Yeah. I, I couldn't listen to me. Well, you can kind of maybe move back and forth. If I go like this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. You're, but you've adjusted. Yeah. Yeah. But if someone's like, Mark, Mark, you know, I go to those photo lines, everyone's like, someone's like, Mark, Mark over here. I was like, I don't know where the, f I can't tell where sound's coming from, yeah, dude. I, I have one deaf in one ear. Give me a, give me a visual. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? Wow. God damn it, man. But well, it's cool. It's all cool. That yeah. Was, that was a deal I made. I was like, okay, God. Give it back and Don't you can have my yeah, ear. Yeah, let me live. Let me be a father for my kid, but yeah. you could have my ear. <laughs> it worked out. I know. I was like, be careful. The moral is be careful of the deals you make. Sure. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Be careful. I could have said, let's just squeak by this. <laughs> I'm young. <laughs> yeah. 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 I got a big life ahead of me. Yeah. Yeah. Just I'm throwing myself under mercy. <laughs> yeah. But you negotiated. <laughs> I did. Yeah. You negotiate. And now you got more kids, right? I have three kids. How old? 22, 18, and 16. Oh, they're a, big. A boy and two girls. And they're all doing all right? Yeah. We wife's had some, okay. We had some rough, wife's amazing. Oh, good. Uh, we had some rough years there, but everyone came out. Oh, yeah? Yeah, could have been bad. <sighs> family stuff? Family. The, the legacy? The, the legacy. <laughs> the family disease is, you know, yeah. it all. 
But you seem it good. follows us. Yeah. You, know? you seem good. I'm great, man. Yeah. I'm like blessed. Well, look, I uh, I honestly am rooting for you. Thanks, pal. Both Thanks. in life and for the award. Because I know, like, you know, whatever anyone says about the Oscars, I mean, I want a prize. I'd like one prize. I'd like a prize. <laughs> I'd like that prize. I've yeah. got some other prizes. Yeah. I, I could, you know, I could, I'd go sure. out okay like I yeah, am yeah. right now. That would be bad. You yeah, know? but it'd be nice to have that prize. Yeah, it'd be, that would be dope. So what, I, uh, I figure if you get four nominations, it's yeah. literally like you got one. Is yeah. it? In my mind. No, it's not. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> You had yeah. to ruin that for I'm me. I'm sorry. You know it's I'm not ending true. this. No, just, he's storming out. Uh, it was great talking to you, you pal. You too, brother. Yeah. So good. There you go. Good times. Huh? Yes. Poor Things is currently in theaters. Mark is nominated for Best Supporting Actor at the Oscars. Hang out for a minute. Folks, speaking of Oscar nominees, we've got some stuff from my recent Paul Giamatti interview that didn't make it into the final episode. That's going up on the Full Marin tomorrow, along with other outtakes. But the thing is, like, you know, now, I, re- I remember the walking through the desert. It's beautiful. Harry Dean Stanton, Dean yep. Stockwell. You know, like, I you know, it, like it was very, it? you know, it was yeah. kind of like a, 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 an amazingly gorgeous movie. And then when it got to that part in the Peep, thought, I, Peep Show, I thought, like, why is there a Sam Shepard play in the middle of this movie? Yes, and I right. detached from it. But that's where he unloads the entire narrative. Yes. And that's the part of the movie that I didn't register at all. No, of course not. No, same thing. To to me, that just seems like this blur of weirdness, beautiful weirdness. That's right. But but I remember nothing else about it. But that's where he he says, like, you know, you find out what happened. The reason he was in the desert, he was married to this younger woman who he had a child with, and he was a drunken, jealous, crazy man. (laughs) And she set Ah. him on fire. Yeah. She set him on fire, and he walked away. It's a whole fucking thing. No idea. I have to watch it again. no idea. To sign up for the full Marin so you can get new bonus episodes every week, go to the link in the episode description or go to WTFpod.com and click on WTF+. We've got two more episodes this week. That's right. As I said earlier, we have to squeeze in a bunch of Oscar nominees before the voting deadline. So that means an extra episode on Wednesday with America Ferrara from Barbie. And on Thursday, Killers of the Flower Moon cinematographer Rodrigo Prieto, also cinematographer of Barbie. And just a reminder, folks, before we go, this podcast is hosted by ACAST. Here's some guitar that's probably familiar.
Boomer lives. Monkey and LaFonda. Cat angels everywhere. (laughs) 